Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Now, let me... um, (laughs) Let me say this to you, or at least let, let, let me, let me, let me, here, let me get that. that uh, there are some things, friends, that um, we do indeed take for granted, All right? Now, keep in mind that in order for evil to prevail it only takes people who know better to remain silent hmm that's the way I would say it. <laughs> and it's true that's all that it takes for evil to prevail And that is for people who know better to not speak up and say something. You see, many times people who are nuts, at one time they knew that they were going nuts, that they were nuts. Unless, you know, they were a nutty kid. (laughs) But if they became that way, and a lot, I mean, a lot of my friends think I've lost my mind too. But I, so I, I get it, okay. But but there, there are people who are obviously deviants from the norm of what we all know is that, right? And we we, we say they're nuts, okay. But they they usually, or at least at one time, they knew they were nutty. They were going nuts, but then it became normal for them to behave that way around themselves. And they took on the identity of nut. Now, you take, um, for instance, a, a Stacey Abram. I'm not calling her a nut. I'm not saying she's a nut. But um, she was a lackluster public uh, state official. And you must be kidding me that a person who could not win her own state's governor's seat and was a lackluster state official 
you, you're seriously talking about Democrats putting this person on the ticket to run with Joe Biden and put her a heartbeat away from the presidency of the United States of America? Are you kidding me? And those of you who know better, uh, all it takes for this type of foolishness to prevail is for you, you know, just don't, don't say anything. Because in the end, um, it's all going to come out in the wash. It does. It comes out. We all get caught in the end. And I'm talking to everybody. Christian, Jew, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, unbeliever, atheist, whoever you are, everybody. In the end, we all get caught, at least by my doctrine. May not by yours, but there is a gateway to understanding or knowing that all of us must pass under uh, that dark veil, pass through it to the light. Yeah, we see through a glass darkly now. That's the way Paul describes it. We don't we don't even see reality in its fullest. Jane does now. My wife sees reality in its fullest now. She's like him. She uh, is like him. She is with him. You know, so she sees the reality of, of this like he does, having experienced it in the flesh. Now, as Paul says, now we see this life through a glass darkly. But then we'll see it face to face, the reality of it, the way it is. And in the process of doing that, um, we live this life. And I was talking to you about winners and losers, but friends, I was saying to you and I was using the life of Christ as an example of winning and losing. Even his life was about winning and losing. His whole life was the fight against evil and darkness and things that people knew were not right. But they said nothing. They, they were afraid to say anything. He came to set that at liberty, the ability to speak to God for yourself. Do you realize how liberating that is? But, but when we look at the Democrat Party, what they want to be is the mediator. You understand? Between you and your government, between you and your own consciousness. You elect, you put them in office, so you, you put them there to be the mediator between you and government. But, but they, they should never between, become the mediator between you and your constitutional rights. No, they, they, have, they don't have that power. But you know what? It's amazing how we sometimes are eager to relinquish that as well. Just for the sake of comfort and you don't have to worry about it. That's, that's, what, that's what happens. That's what actually happens with that. We're la- we get lazy and we're willing to give up our own liberty to someone who will abuse us. Some of them want to abuse you. 
Some of them want to be abused. Some of them want to use you. And some of them want to be used by you. But they got to get paid. <laughs> that was a great song. What was it the Eurythmics? I think it was. Sweet dreams are made of these. And, and, and that is what they sell you. A sweet dream. And who are you to disagree with, with the polls that they bring to you? If, you're, if you disagree with that poll, there's nothing wrong with the poll. Something wrong with you. And that's how we find ourselves here pitted in this battle with the media attacking the president of the United States because the, there's nothing wrong with the polls. It has to be something wrong with you who elected us, who elected him. Hmm? And black folks, anybody who's not saying the same thing as Al Sharpton and all that's although I tell you what, that is breaking up, folks. That little monopoly, that little game is breaking up. Black folks don't even want to be associated with Al Sharpton much anymore. No, nah, they're they, they not ready to jump on that too much anymore. <laughs> Unless somebody gets beat down, you know, then Al, Al, Al comes back into prominence. But do you understand that uh, your pain is their gain? You do understand that, don't you? Your pain is the Democrats, Al Sharpton and the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, is their gain. This pain that we're in right now is the ability, gives them an opportunity to sneak in stuff uh, on us that we would absolutely say no to under normal circumstances, wouldn't we? You dead gum right. So our pain is their gain. And that's the way it has been. They played this hustle. They hoodwinked, swindled, bamboozled us as a voting block, a black voting block. I'm, you know, full disclosure, I'm a black man telling this story. I saw this come about even when I was a child. I've been engaged uh, in politics since I was 16 years old. And even before then, because my parents were engaged in it, but I, you know, I was a part of the youth chapters and the youth in, in a, you know, in the youth uh, groups, community groups and stuff. But I was never really into it, man. I, I just wanted to do something else. I wanted to go, I want to go, See if I get some girls in my car and go driving somewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was into. But at 16, um, my pastor got really hooked up into this campaign with uh, the first black representative, state representative of Louisiana since Reconstruction. His name would be Alphonse Jackson and uh, Democrat. Uh, and I worked on that campaign. I became absolutely enamored with it, and I guess it was in my blood. Yeah. And so my point is this. 
every reward, every gift that we're told about in my discipline, even when you face your maker, when you face your creator, there are rewards, there are gifts that he gives to those who have loved him. And there's, of course, um, disappointment for those who fail to do that. That's my doctrine. You can believe it any way you want. That's the way I believe it. Because evidently that's really the picture that life right here gives to us. And that's the way things are. There's always been winners and there's always been losers. I saw Satan, Lucifer cast out of heaven like lightning. That's how quick, fast, in a hurry, God kicked his behind out of the heavens. Always been winners, always losers. The cross, there was going to be a victory or a defeat at the gravesite. And I thank God that my blessed hope is found in my personal faith that he is alive. He is risen as he said he would. But we all get caught in the end. Christians, Jews, Muslims, whoever you are, Hindus, atheists, believers, non-believers, whoever you are, we all get caught in the end. We all go through the process of having to review what it was that we did here. And whatever you may be trying to hide about yourself in the midst of these honest times where there's so much exposing of ourselves going on, maybe you should take into account what your legacy eternal legacy will be because uh, when you face an invisible enemy and f friends, let me tell you something, uh, even though I think we're better prepared for, uh, anything that comes upon us here in the future, looks like a vaccine will be available at least on emergency basis, uh, in July, which gives them, uh, the opportunity to continue developing that it seems, uh, in South Florida and in Georgia and places like that where, um, beaches and business and all that have opened up and flourishing. Uh, there does not seem, there does not seem to be, um, any escalation of this. And, and so it's time now to do some soul searching because others will come about. There are other, uh, Pestilence. There's there's more pestilence to come about. Once the locusts left, you know, you know the flies come, you know what what have you. Then the blood comes, right? Hmm? Then death. Pestilence is foretold. 
Those four horsemen of the apocalypse that scripture talks about uh, gives us an indication that in the end, uh, we all um, uh, have to face difficulties. You face difficulties now. But scripture, Christ describes a time that the world had never seen before, nor shall ever see again this type of tribulation. And um, this is just the beginning, I fear, my friends, of sorrow. And my pastor has, uh, James A. McMenus, he has a way of saying this. Uh, you know, you're either going to go, you're going to see God through the clod or through the cloud. Okay? And so, so that, that's just the way that, that has to play out. And one of the reasons why I believe that in the end we all have to atone, we all, we all have to answer for well, Christians have already and their belief in Christ has given them the answer for their sins that has been atoned for. But then there's rewards that Christians, people who uh, love God, we're told, receive, which and some of them are great. And some of them are not as great. All of the rewards that you get in heaven will be great, will be awesome. Especially those, uh, I was talking to one of my daughters, Miranda, the other day, and um, she was saying that uh, she came across St. Jane, that's her mother, my wife, um, um, who was the patron saint of lost causes. And I said, wow, now that would, I'm going to check that out. I haven't even double checked it. People send me stuff all the time. I never double check it. But I said, now, wow, now that would be fantastic because that's what I was when Jane and I, when I found her, I was basically a lost cause, a young man on his way to being an absolute lost cause. And even after we met, um, it was a fight for her to keep me from throwing it all away. I'm so grateful for what God put in my life. In the end, though, um, I hope I get some type of merit for the type of husband I became. And I know that she has achieved the ultimate merit for being a fantastic wife. So, even the children, our children, rise up and call her blessed. Indeed, that's the biblical woman. That's what she was. But I'm expecting her rewards to be great because she was and is, was the, the champion of people who were lost causes. I thank God I was a lost cause and she found or we found each other. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't any of you go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL by with you on this fantastic day in the USA. I certainly do appreciate uh, all of you coming along with us on a daily basis. 12.05 in the East and uh, until 2 p.m. in the same daily Tune Us In, C.L. Bryant Show over our flagship station, Red State Talk. You can download free the Red State app. You can download the C.L. Bryant Show app and uh, listen to us wherever you go. An incredible lineup uh, throughout all of Red State. Uh, we're the largest. We're the talk monster. We're the talk monster. And um, back to what we were talking about. It um, has been said, and it was Mark Twain who said it, that um, the two most important days of your life, the day you are born, and the day you find out why you were born. And I think what we are allowing or going to be allowed to examine is the why we individually are here now because we're getting a very bare look at how short, how fragile life can be. How quickly, how brief it can be snuffed out. How, how soon it can be snuffed out. My heart bleeds for uh, people who took their loved ones to the hospital and uh, two and three weeks ago. And uh, that's the last that they saw them. Period. No goodbyes. Their loved ones died alone. Not because of circumstance. Well, yes, because of circumstance, but not because of anything that they had done as far as um, placing themselves out of reach. They were right there in the hospital, but they could not be seen. That's that's horrible. I mean, and, and it, 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 I haven't had an opportunity, as I've told you, to uh, memorialize my wife. The time is coming real quickly, though, when we're going to be able to do that. But um, I got to tell you, <laughs> there it, it, it's hard. It hurts not to have that type of closure. 
And I, I just cannot imagine people who didn't who did not get a chance to say goodbye to their loved ones. Oh, for the last six months of Jane's life, it was basically a long goodbye. Oh, it was so sweet. But people who didn't get a chance to do that, friends, that's heartbreaking. So, what price do we pay for the privilege then of owning our own rights and selves? That's what citizenship is all about, right? Is having some ownership of um, the way you live your life. And the only thing that uh, citizens who were in the street and, you know, even those who had their guns with them and so forth, it was just a message to convey as to the price that Americans are willing to pay for the privilege of owning ourselves as citizens. Of course, you put your spiritual self in the hands of your God. But there's a price. And no price, it seems, is too high to pay for the privilege of that type of citizenship and ownership of that citizenship. That's what the protests are all about. And I know you have people who are for and against and all that kind of thing. And I know that people that look at me, people like me, and, you know, as rabble and, you know, the, the deplorables and all, you know, Walmart shoppers, all that kind of thing. I, I know that. I understand that. I get it. I get that. I get it. But the fact of the matter is the message that we have always sent, even going back to the days of taxed enough already. Yes, tea, tea party. Going back to that, we're looking at Americans who were not afraid to say no price is too high to pay for the privilege of ownership, citizen ownership. That's what, that's what being an American citizen is all about. It's being able to own it. Are you hearing me? Being able to own it. And when people tell you that you can't go and make the living that allows you to own it and get it, Americans are not going to sit. Americans are not going to sit still for that. I mean, those are your research dollars that go into this medicine thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are, sometimes they're privately funded, but a lot of times those are government grants that go into medical research. Your money. So they 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 had better be quick, fast, and in a hurry. Not to play us, not to play a game with us, because we have been hoodwinked, swindled. We've been bamboozled. We have been. We that has been done to us. We've allowed it to happen. We let it happen. So, what you gonna do? Wake up. Get woke. Stay woke. 
because Americans, we've proven over and over again, and grassroots people have proven over and over again that America has not lost its itch for scratch. <laughs> oh, that's a CLism. <laughs> Um, yeah, America hadn't lost. America wants to make some money. America has not lost its itch for scratch, for money. Yeah, that's what a biker buddy of mine used to call money. Scratch. <laughs> and uh, America hadn't lost its itch for scratch. And, and and friends, there is no price too high to pay for the privilege of being yourself and not dancing to the music of the group or having your head on a swivel wondering what the group is going to say before you act. That within itself is bondage. And Americans, that's what we're absolutely trying to break out of. The bondage that socialism or, or pull away from. We need to pull away from that that type of bondage. But you know what I have realized? Is that there are a lot of people who like to be tied down. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I don't really want to go there. But anyway, uh, there are people who like being in the dark. Let's put it like that. That's, that's, the, that's the context that I mean it. I'm not trying to say anything crazy. <laughs> but um, that's the context I mean. I mean, people there are like people who like to be handicapped. And even that's word itself. Uh, they're, they're trying to make that politically incorrect. And that's, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Huh? Language is currency. One world government, one world religion, in a place where language becomes, and language has always been currency. It, it, it displays, it reveals, you know, you. It's your representative. Your language is your representative. Um, profanity is, um, in some cases, a simple mind trying to express itself forcefully. That's usually what profanity is all about. A person who just can't uh, do anything else but, you know, cuss. You know, you know that, that, that's what profanity is usually all about. It's a simple mind expressing itself, or at least trying to express itself forcefully. And friends, that is, is something I certainly hope that we take to heart and understand. And uh, as my, uh, as I'm still at home and I have my back 
porch window open. And what you are hearing right now is the live emptying of the garbage truck (laughs) going down the alleyway behind my home. They're going out. But the, that robot, that modern machine, you know, the tractor is the greatest robot perhaps ever, ever made. Made life so much easier. But the currency of how we will continue as Americans and, and how we will respond as Americans is how we speak about it. That determines the definition, the, def, the, the direction and the destination that we are going. I shared with, uh, I share this all the time, but I shared with um, um, Black Voices for Trump, um, some people in Colorado, we put on a, a Black Voices for Trump um, mega call. Uh, a couple of days ago. And I shared this point that I've shared hundreds of times before, but I shared this point. Um, Definitions and whoever um, controls the definition also controls the destination of the conversation. If you agree upon the terms and definitions that you're speaking and using in that conversation, the definitions determine the destination of the conversation. Now you're talking about uh, apples and I'm talking about oranges. We're both talking about fruit, but we're not talking about the same thing. You understand? That's where we that's where we have gotten off to. As Americans, well, we we all we all talking about fruit, how how things smell and how good and what you like, you know all that kind of thing. But we, we're not ta- we, we haven't yet been able to sit down and talk about the same thing at the same time unless somebody comes and drops a bomb on one of our buildings or does something crazy in one of our communities. That's the only time we're able to focus in on talking about one things seriously in order to get something done and our memories and uh, are so short that it only takes a few minutes just a couple of days for us to forget how unified we were on the days of tragedy isn't that amazing I think it is absolutely amazing And so we face now in this Corona COVID-19 environment, we face now uh, a danger of moving from liberty to tyranny as we see some governors are um, not in the least worried about trampling on your civil rights as an, as an American citizen, as a citizen of that state. 
in the name of being a good neighbor. And of course, I've said these words. It's time for us to be good neighbors. Pastors, when they first told us to close the churches, I, that was the words that came out of my mouth. It's time for us to be good neighbors and consider where we are before, uh, you know, if, if we need to do this and let's do this. But remember, I also told you uh, the time will come when we will say we've had enough of this. When we've gathered and they looked at the medical reports for ourselves, we've listened to all of the medical experts for ourselves, and we have determined, since we are a self-governing nation, we determine that this is how we want to govern ourselves. And because we elected you governor does not mean that you are going to dictate our lives. No, we, we're a self-governing nation. And that's what we're that's what the people, the, the people in the streets, the protesters in the streets are kicking against us. The heavy hand of government. That is the quintessential American response to the have what they what Americans deem becomes the heavy hand of government. And I know that uh, a lot of times uh, people uh, like to put a face uh, and a label and a moniker on uh, folks talking about, um, you know, well, they're all just, uh, you know, crazy Trump supporters. No, no, no. Well, they are. But they're not crazy. Not at all. They, they, in fact, they've been right. They were right on this collusion thing. They were right about Obama. <laughs> we were right about George Bush. Oh, yeah, we were right about George Bush before we were right about Obama. W, we were right about W. Before we were right about Obama. And we were right about um, the man who came in after Obama, weren't we? Yeah, he had uh, turned uh, our economy into the greatest one the nation had ever seen in just a very, very short time. And then this happened. And someone has said, I think the Chinese may have said it to themselves. Uh, don't believe in consequences. So, people, we have confused, um, when it comes to our children, schooling them with educating them. Oh, you can send them to school and house them in the schools. But for those of you who don't remember the story, of an outstanding um, defensive player, Dexter Manley, who played for the Washington Redskins back in my day. I want to tell you about his story when I return. I'm CL. Please, don't go anywhere. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving So you Change my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank all of you for being there as um, we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, um, America. Dexter Manley. Um, was once called and the Secretary of Defense um, yesterday um, or day before yesterday, I can't remember um, got word that um, he had come down with um, the coronavirus and had been hospitalized for it. He's um, 61 I think he's about 60, 61 years old a little bit older than Dexter um, I remember uh, coming out of high school there in Houston, Texas, and um, went on up to Oklahoma State, Cowboy, and played up there and was drafted in the fifth round uh, back in 1981. You know, masked the Manster, the Manster, Dexter Manley. And... Um, this is his story, though, and friends, I told you that the theme of this was um, through all of our ups and downs and our journeys in this life. In the end, we all get caught. Let me see if I can tie Dexter Manley's story into that theme. Born large man, large child, rather. He wasn't born a large man. <laughs> it seemed that way. I think him and Shaq were probably born large men. Uh, but he's always been big, huge. Saw him once. Uh, came to a Christian fellowship of Christian athletes uh, gathering. And, uh, shook hands with him, and my hand disappeared into looks like a catcher's mitt or something. That's how big his hand was. And from the time he was in elementary, in elementary school, they knew that this boy had potential to be an athlete. So they passed him on through, even though he didn't get his lesson. Same thing happened in junior high school. Oh, he played great junior high ball in Houston. Great prospect for high school coaches and scouts. Pass him on, didn't get his lesson. He didn't get his lesson. Scholarship, college, Oklahoma. State, where he was a dominant, dominant player. But still, they didn't take him. Um, 
until the fifth round. 115, I think he was overall picked. Which is great. He made plenty of money. As a football player, Washington Redskins, all the way down to, I think it was the um, Shreveport Pirates. We had a, a, a semi-pro team that Manly wound up on way back in the 90s, 94, I think it was, around that time. I was headed back. I was coming back to Shreveport, and the Pirates were leaving. <laughs> uh, we won two Super Bowl championships. Pro Bowler, first team all pro, 70 greatest Redskins. He's in the Redskin ring of fame. But he broke everybody's heart one day in Washington, D.C., in front of a Senate committee uh, investigating and discussing illiteracy. And this man, this mountain of a man, Dexter Manley, began to boo-hoo-hoo in front of God, country, and everyone who was watching. And of course, this was replay and replay. You can Google it. Replay and replay and replay. Why was he crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? He's crying because he wanted to admit to everybody that he had lived all of his life. He couldn't read. Didn't know how to read. He had, he had been able to get to a point to deceive people and get people to uh, read that form, pretending his eyes weren't good, and yeah, you know, just, he cried. I remember sitting on uh, wherever we were living. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, it would have been in the nineties. We uh, may have been coming back from Florida. We may have still been in Florida at that time. Back heading back to Louisiana. Yeah, but I remember watching that. And I remember tears coming to my eyes as well. And the courage it took to admit that. And so, um, we all get caught. In the end, you may think that for some reason there is something that in this lifetime you have gotten away with, but we all get caught. We all come clean. In the end, if I have one word of message for our Democrat counterparts, you got caught. And Obama is not going to be able to save you. Biden is not going to be able to save himself. And you keep in mind, I'm telling you, you better start li listening, hearing what I'm saying. I told you that Andrew Cuomo 
is right now, right now, even though Joe Biden has the, the, the news feed on it. But Andrew Cuomo, I believe, has gotten the nod. And Biden is going to have to, for health reasons, whatever you want to call it, he's going to bow out. Andrew Cuomo will step in. And he will be um, left-leaning to get the Ocasio-Cortez's. Of course, I don't think he has any love lost for Ocasio-Cortez. Heck, those jobs that could have been great for his city, for his state, um, are gone. She ran Amazon off. (laughs) Idiot, total idiot. Yeah. But I think he's going to be their choice. Of course, Trump will beat him like a drum, too. Yeah. He's, he's got a brother sort of like Billy Carter. <laughs> Except uh, Chris is not, you know, he has a beer belly. and uh, He doesn't have a beer belly or anything like that. But he's, uh, you know, a misfit, haphazard, younger brother. He's a pain in your side you're an older brother who's always getting in trouble and you're trying to do something and your little brother is always there screwing up and you got to take time to get him out of trouble so you can get on with doing the thing and whatever. We all get caught in the end. And Democrats, you got caught. However, you may be living your life personally. You're going to get caught in the end. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. And that's what Americans are doing now. They're saying to their government, nay, nay, nay. No, we don't want to go along with this. So we're not going to go along with this. I want you to stop. That's what we're saying. We've gotten them caught. And Obama can't save them. Joe Biden can't save himself. And even if they get Andrew Cuomo, the president is going to get four more years. And we're going to be able to see an economy come roaring back. We must be aware that um, just like this particular virus was unleashed upon uh, the world, there can, may, and probably will be others. Be more coming down the road. There might be a wave of them. Because I, um, I hate to sound like some uh, conspiracy theorist or whatever. Um, I'm not, but I do know that if the Chinese could be as um, deceitful about this virus, then so can others. 
so can the Russians. Yeah, and certainly the Iranians. So could the Cubans, but there's no scientific research, I don't think, going on of that nature in Cuba. They just poll. They just real poll in Cuba. <sighs> Friends, come clean with yourself. That's the only way to reinforce our core values in this country is for us to come clean with ourselves and stop dancing to that music that the socialist progressive Democrats want us to dance to. Wake up, America. Wake up and stay woke. Can't you just watch with me? Just a few more months until we get Donald John Trump reelected. Can't rest now. Let's push and pull this wagon together because it was much better when he was succeeding before this coronavirus thing took place. It was much better. Oh, our lives were great. We were headed toward really green pastures. Our religious freedom was strong. All of that. We must recover. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day here on the show. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until... I'm able to talk to you again. I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all. Trusted voices of truth and insight. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Ron DeRockstra. A low-pressure system just off the coast of east-central Florida has become better defined at about 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The meteorologists now name the system 